0: I've been rejected a bazillion times. So every time someone says yes to me and allows me in on the project, it's like I'm so grateful to be here. Like I'll just be randomly sitting at my desk working, and then I'm like, seven-year-old me would be freaking out right now.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Living a Messy Life. I'm Carmel Creative, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is about self-love how you are really needed on this earth and just getting back to yourself and I really hope that you get a lot out of this podcast and that you feel so much more positive and refreshed and excited about life than when you first pressed play. Hello and welcome to this episode of living a messy life. This week I sat down and had a chat. Shall I keep that in? It's authentic um (laughs) with Angela Gilman. Angela is a professional storyboard artist, prop builder, scenic artist and podcaster. She currently works for Nickelodeon on the preschool show Baby Shark which we've probably all heard of. Um, She's worked in animation for 24 years. She's also married with three kids and has a lot of pets so she's very busy. Uh, some of the things she's worked on include The Simpsons, The Tigger Movie, Mary Poppin Returns, The Iron Giant and Effis for Family. Angela is just starting her new podcast, Let's Design a Life of Joy. And um, I'll be talking to her a bit about that during our chat. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining me. So, tell me about your art, first of all. Um, I am a storyboard artist for
0: Nickelodeon. So and I've been in animation since the late '90s. Wow. Um, I started in feature animation, and then um, and I got to work on some great projects. I worked on the Iron Giant. Um, I worked on the Tiger movie. I worked on the Legends of, you know, Simba, the Legend of the 70s for DreamWorks. Um, so I got to work on a lot of really cool projects. And then um, then things started going more CG, I tried CG. Yeah. Said so, like drawing better than animating. Yeah. So then I found my way into um, storyboarding. So specifically, what I do is called storyboard revisions. So after initial storyboards are made, like the process is there's a script, and then somebody has to imagine what it's going to look like, sort of roughly. So that's the storyboard artist job. They look at it and then they do all the jobs: the acting, the directing, the lighting, the stage, everything. Yeah. And then, um, then that goes to Directors to look at the executives and then they make changes, of course. Meanwhile, that storyboard artist is on to something else, right? So, the, there's the revisions team that goes through and goes, Okay, this is the change you want, open the change. In. So, um, and I like that because it's not as many hours. Sometimes being a storyboard artist can be like really grueling long hours, mm-hmm. and I uh, have kids, so um, revisions was perfect. Yeah, so, amazing. Yeah, so I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, so, right done a lot of cool stuff. I've worked on The Simpsons. Oh my gosh! um, A lot of. um, I worked on um, F is for Family. I worked on um, other preschool stuff. Wow, 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 webzy and Nihao Kailan. Nihao A little bit of Dora. Like I've worked on a bunch. Like a whole bunch of things. So it's kind of interesting to work on different stuff. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Amazing. And what um. What happened... During COVID, were you able to keep working because of the nature of the work was able to be done remotely with people still doing voiceovers? And, like, was the sort of animated work you were doing still able to go ahead? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I had plenty of work. I worked on... So a lot of the stuff now is, like, not a whole season of stuff. It's, like, for Netflix. So it's, like, 10 episodes or whatever. So um I worked on... Four different projects at three different studios in 2020. Yeah, wow. So it was like very busy, very a lot. Um, the only thing that I ran into trouble with uh, overall working at home was fine. There was one show um, that a director that I had worked with before was on to this show and he reached out to me and said, Do you know how to use anime, Adobe Anime? I said, Nope. <laughs> and he said, Well, just do a do some tutorials and do walk cycle and then show it to me and i'll get the producers to hire me i was like oh okay so i did it i'm like oh that wasn't too bad it's pretty easy and they hired me Imagine and then that. i started working there and i was like actually trying to work on the boards and get in and like change the drawings i couldn't i was like
1: no i don't know how to like right. do right totally
0: <laughs> like and then all along so i don't have anyone to like sit down with me and show me so I'm like googling stuff online yeah. and then I would spend like a good eight hours of the day just trying to figure out what to do, and then the other eight hours trying to work. So it was like, yeah, long days. That one particular project that was like a couple of months that was just really, really tough. But I was glad I stuck it out because now I know Animate. The show I'm working on now uses Animate. I got How good stuff because of that. So it's good to be flexible. It's yeah, good to learn. So, definitely. Yeah. And it was
1: challenging. And you had you had your kids at home while you were doing that? Yes. Yeah, And yeah. so that, I'm sort frantically
0: of, trying to, like, learn and do all this stuff and then at the same time run over, make sure they're doing their school work, right. make sure they're paying attention, which, of course, they weren't. No, of course. <laughs> just, like, stress, 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 stress everywhere. How old are they? So, they're 13 now. And then I have a daughter in college. She's 19.
1: So you've got 13-year-old so, twins? Is that what you're... Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Boys or girls? Boys. Boys, wow. Yeah, I my... Because my... I'm a twin.
0: Oh, so, uh, to be a twin and have twins and kind of see that relationship play out like oh, when you God. really know what it's like yeah so it's a lot of fun oh, i love my
1: it i always just think of the parent trap um <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah what a movie that is can i just tell you how screwed up those parents are like if this was real life oh my gosh like, who gets forced and decides that they're not gonna let their kids see each other again ever and who Still, yet gets along well enough that as soon as they're together, this chemistry is already back. Oh it's my like, gosh. <laughs> I don't understand, but I love the movie. It's so nostalgic and stuff, but um, it, it, that whole premise of that story cracks me uh, up. Oh
1: my god. Well, look, I haven't seen it since <laughs> I was a kid, so I was probably, have not gone back and analyzed it at all. Um, but oh. that sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible movie now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the way they did it was so charming and wholesome that you just kind of yeah. go, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, right. I guess
0: they just decided that. They're both the same because they're identical, so we'll just
1: put them on. And everyone will be fine, and no one will need therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So funny. Um, Who was I going to ask you about? Um, how how did how did you go? Like, did you have a, an easy trajectory getting into your field, like from like you know high school, college? Straight into work in the arts or was there was there a bit of a journey fumbling around there and then second part when you had kids as well was there any impacts or like slowing down or mummy guilt or what yeah
0: oh okay well I always knew since I was a little kid like as early as I can remember that I wanted to be an artist because I I just considered myself an artist, don't like I never thought like I want to be one someday. I was like I am one, and I would do all my things and stuff. And I was um, fascinated with animation, so I watched the Disney movies, and I thought they were so great. And I remember, it was like six or seven years old, and thinking like Oh, I just I have to do that someday, but I don't know how you would ever make their mouths match the words coming out of their mouths. So like discounted as a career, oddly, as a child. and then um. But I still, like, kept the fascination and then in high school. I was just generally taking art classes and drawing all the time and doing all that. And I still, I don't think I thought of animation as, like, a viable career yet. Like, it didn't really click that I could do it Mm. for whatever reason. Um, I was living in Los Angeles, so I was in the right area. But I didn't know anyone who did it. And I didn't have, like, the idea of, like, how you manage that or what you do. And so in college, um, I majored in illustration and was just kind of going down that path thinking like okay i'll figure something out i took graphic design i hated it it was too meticulous everything had to be perfect and, right uh it just wasn't like i don't know it was too too regimented too static too something i don't know. so anyway so i didn't love that just kept going with the illustration and then my sister who's also an artist um she had a friend who she was talking to one day, he was older, he's like in his 30s, and he said that um, he'd always wished he could be an artist, but he, and work in animation, like he really wanted to work for Disney, but you could only work there if you went to CalArts, which is like the local animation school that was actually founded by Walt Disney, but it's super expensive, it's like, I don't even know what it is now, I think back then it was like 60 grand a year, maybe it's kind of the same, I don't know, but it was a lot. Yeah. So um, he's like, yeah, but if, unless you go to CalArts, then you can't work at Disney. And he's like, someday if I have, if I have kids and they want to be artists, I'm going to break their crayons. And I was like, oh. I'm like, what an awful thing to, I'm like, does anything like that ever come out of my mouth? I will never, like, do I say things like that? And then I'm sitting here thinking, like, yeah, I kind of discounted it for myself as well, even though I've always wanted to do it. You and broke I
1: your own crayons. This,
0: and then I was like, yeah, I was like, there's no way that every single person who works in animation went to CalArts. No, yeah. Like, that's it. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know why I was letting that story play in my head.
1: Yeah. Because no. it's just
0: impossible. No. Why would that even be? There's all these other art schools and people who haven't even gone to art school that probably work there and, yeah. you know, the whole gamut like there is anywhere. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to figure it out. I'm just going to ask around. So then I found out that. The Animation Union offered subsidized animation and art classes, and all of the teachers also taught at Cal Arts and Art Center and all those big colleges. But they were—you could take these classes for like a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, they were super cheap per class. Yeah. So I was like, "That's what I'm gonna do." Yeah. So I—I as soon as I graduated, I jumped full in and I took like. I was in there 25 hours a week, I was there drawing, and I was working. I'd work like a couple jobs at a time always to pay my bills and everything. Yeah, so I just um, kept working away there, and then I had an opportunity to apply for an internship at at, like a trained internship at Warner Brothers. So I applied and then waited weeks, hadn't heard anything, and then finally they reached out to me and they said, oh, we're sorry, but um, the Training program's not going to happen because we're too busy. Um, they were working on Quest for Camel at the time, and they just didn't have time to train anyone. Yeah. they were really behind, and I was like, oh, okay, I was really disappointed. And I thought, okay, let's keep going, let's, you know, just keep trying, keep working. And then right around Thanksgiving, I got another call from Warner Brothers. They said, left me a message, and I was like, crap, and I tried to call it back, and they were closed early because the holiday. Ah. And I had to wait through the whole Thanksgiving weekend oh, right. just lots of my stuff. I was like, why did they call Wednesday? Right, I right, right. Talked to them on Monday morning and they said, oh, well, we decided that we're too busy to not have people getting trained, so we're just going to train you on the job. Like, wow. You are just going to gonna have to jump right in and just do it. And so that was really scary. Wow. Because of, I was expecting a training program, like to mm-hmm. really get used to how it is. I've never done it before, you know, totally no experience. So um, that worked out really well. Um, Ended up doing fine. And I came in on the end of that movie. And um, it did well enough that um, when they started The Iron Giant, they had a much reduced budget. And so they went from, I think there were about 180 of us um, as far as um, animation and cleanup artists and our cleanup, animation cleanup, which is like um, what I was doing is you take the animator's roughs and then you lay another piece of paper on top. You do a finished, more refined line. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it went down to about ninety of us, and so um, I managed to make the cut and get kept. So I'm uh, so proud of myself, and I'm yeah. so glad because it's all time one of my favorite things that I've ever worked on. Favorite movies. Um, still to this day, if I watch it, I cry. Like yeah. it's just, it's a great film. So yeah, so that was kind of basically it. So mm. um, that's how the flow went. I just always knew that I was going to be an artist. I didn't think there was any alternative for me. Like there was nothing I was interested in. Mm. I wasn't distracted by any of the little shiny objects or anything. And um, yeah, I just, I got lucky. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know exactly what they want to do and they don't have the luck of having just the one interest and knowing for sure what to go into. And I didn't have parents telling me what to do. They just let me do what I wanted to do. So thankfully, I didn't have, I didn't have any resistance, so I was really lucky. But, see, but I think even if I had, I still would have pushed through because I don't, I still would have known what else to do.
1: Mm, so. Yeah, right. So, um, because I was gonna ask, like, as you're talking, like you don't seem to have that imposter syndrome that so many people have, um, and it's, it's either that you know what I mean by imposter syndrome. Yes. But yes. I do
0: still have it. Okay. I, Waste my way through it because I don't see any alternative. I just I will throw myself in terrified and positive that I'm going to fail. And but just I don't feel like there's any other option. And so I just do it. And I bump up against it all the time because I work with like, you know, the The most talented artist in the world and it's really intimidating. It's really hard not to compare yourself. Yeah. And there's always gonna be somebody better than you. I don't care who you are, or how you draw, you will look at someone else and think, oh, you know, but then I always just try to remind myself, okay, this is where I've been, these are all the times that I've tried, failed, yeah. succeeded, you know, I made it through this far, I'm just going to keep on going.
1: Yeah. So. And where, um, so because you say, you know, there wasn't an alternative, but you, because like so, so many artists, like so myself, for example, um, mm-hmm. you know, I knew what I wanted to do, it was very clear but I didn't um I got a lot of messages in the home, or I at least I received messages that were not not giving me what I needed in order for me to have the courage to you know do that. so there was like you know failing or, or like a lot of comparison and things where it wasn't safe for me to give of my soul completely. it just I just didn't feel safe, and it took me you know, years of working through that um, in order to build up my career just because of of not having the environment where I felt safe. So I had to kind of not do my best or not let it all out when I was doing my music because...
0: Oh my god.
1: Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but... Oh. And I think that's... I mean, I don't know how common that is. I think there's all all varieties of that where you know it and you've got it, but if you fully give it, like... You know, it'll just be squash, and you can't. You've only got one soul. You can't. You know, you've got to. you got to keep it a bit safe. So when it gets stomped on, it's all right because I've still got it in a box. You know, like I. You know, I've realised yeah. that. Yeah. you know, with therapy, that that's what I've been doing, but I kept fighting at it because I knew it was me. Um, but I didn't have that. There's, there's nothing else I can do. I mean, I knew there was nothing else I wanted to do. There was nothing else I was doing. And I was doing other bits of things in the arts, like little bits of acting and little bits of modelling or, you know, just just little bits around. But it was always music. But it was just... I was never going to work in an office. But, but, you know, I'm surrounded by people who are working in offices. All my friends were doctors and lawyers. That's about it. Doctors and lawyers. Was there anything else? You know, like, just really... You know, or, you know, later I've got friends who were just, like, in admin. So you, you, you... You can just sit in an office, but you, we both, I think, knew that's not... I I can't do that. Because, of course, you you could just sit in an office and do something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I knew I would just die a
0: slow death of misery and sadness. Yeah. I think it would be okay, but it wouldn't be... I'd be one of those people who has trouble getting out of bed in the morning. I'd be the kind of person who... Um, came home, just drained at the end of the day. Not that I'm not with my job. I mean, it has its moments. I mean, every everything you do, once you're doing it as a job, it's a job, and yeah. it becomes its own friend. Yeah. But um, mm. at least it's what I wanted to do. And there is, there's one quote that I've heard now that I wish I'd heard when I was younger, because sometimes I would think, like, okay, like, you know, you do hear the things in society or whatever, like, oh, you'll never be successful or whatever if you're an artist and mm. stuff. And um, there's a quote by um, Earl Nightingale, and he says that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, and it doesn't matter what it is. It could be, you know, and in, in, um, he does this thing that um, he he's passed. He was big in like the 1950s, and he did a, a thing that he recorded, and, and it went like back in the day of Hyrule, um, called The Strangest Secret in the World. Okay. And that's part of his thing. And so he would say, like, if, if it's you want to be a housewife, then you're successful. If you're doing what you wanted to do, if you want to be a teacher, if you want to work at a gas station... Anything, as long as it's that's what you intended to do mm. and you're making progress towards your goal and doing what you want to do, you're successful. Yeah. And so I think that's so important for everyone to hear. Yeah. Is that as long as you have a worthy ideal that you're striving for, it's fine. Yeah. It's really fine.
1: I think <laughs> so. I mean, if I'd have heard I mean there's a few things, but if I'd have heard something like that as a kid, that that would have been a game changer. Like I would have just yeah. It would have been so I just, I needed that sort of thing. Just, just, I needed a whole bunch of different messaging going on. But, um, Uh that's why I think, I don't know how common it is you know, your experience with, um, like what, what, why did, why were your parents supportive? Like, how did that happen? What were they, I mean, you were a twin. What did your, what Uh does your twin end up doing for work? Were there other siblings? Where do you fall in the rank, in in the, in the lineup as well?
0: So... We started out in animation together. We both went the same path. And then when she had kids, she um, wanted to be home with them. And then so she stopped, like, her perfu- per- uh, tongue Yeah. pursuing it. Yeah. And then um, she started teaching art to, um, like, privately to kids at home. And then she, once her kids were old enough, she's like, I'm going to go back to college and get a, a degree, a teaching degree. So she is now a... Um, and our teacher, Okay. So in the, in the school system. So yeah. So she, she just went a different little bit of a route, mm-hmm. but, um, I had never realized until, um, a couple of years ago, my dad told me like not long before he passed away, he told me, um, we were just chatting and I don't know why he brought it up and I don't know why he'd never brought it up before, but he said that when he was growing up, he ended up, He was a teacher. Like, he got a teaching degree to teach high school history. And the reason why he did is because he was told at that time, like, you had to go to college, you had to get a professional degree, you know, that kind of thing. But what my dad really had wanted to do, he wanted to be a carpenter. Like, he would have loved making cabinets or things Mm. like that. That's what he really wanted to do. But he was, like, basically told, you can't do that. You've got to do something professional. And he was interested in history. so he's like, well, I'll be a history teacher. And then... He started teaching history, and he hated it. Yeah, And so he did that for, like, maybe a year, you know? And then he ended up becoming a picture framer, which was still not exactly what he wanted to do, but then by that time he had a family and had to, you know, he couldn't do, like, an apprenticeship or anything, so he just kind of kept going on that path. Mm. But he told me, like, I, I wish I had been like you and just done what I wanted to do. So that was why he didn't tell us. Oh, you have to do this, you have to do that, because he knew you gotta just do what you wanna do.
1: So, that's incredible. And that's what I hope to give my children because I didn't get what I needed, my, like myself. And that I then mm-hmm. went and struggled, you know, to go and build my own career, but, you know, the long way around, along with the therapy to undo the beliefs that I got as a child that are not serving mm-hmm. me with, you know, the career. Um, yeah, really hoping to give that to them. And it's actually, um, you know, interesting to then go, I want to give them the option to do something that's not safe, that's not like, like you know, don't keep your day job, that it's not just, you know, a day job. But they might both just want to go into, like, a normal field and then, great, I have to be supportive of that. But it's a bit of a, bit of a, a struggle for me going you know i have all the tools to help you have some you know either go go into the arts or or like sport any sort of thing that's not academic that you know i know like about the 10,000 hours and you know sport and music are kind of similar or the arts in terms of yeah you know f- few people can go in that career but here's what you might have to do here's what it takes you know if you, if you want to do if you want it i'll help you i'll take you to train whatever it is and um they might end up just doing something very normal um
0: <laughs> oh. yeah i totally totally hear you on that one yeah you should never know so no. yeah because there be some things they want to do that i'm like Ugh. you know like if they said they wanted to be in the military or something i'd be like oh my god you know like i'd be scared of a cop or something right you know,
1: oh right
0: be my career but it would be scary for me yeah you know so see, i could still see myself wanting to jump in and say something yeah even even though I had the benefit of not
1: having someone do that, mm. uh, but do you, do you think your yeah I think do you think your dad like, telling you that is gonna impact, like he's gonna help you with that with your kids, because he, yeah. he made it clear rather than just your experience, but him actually pointing it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it makes
1: sense. yeah, it yeah, amazing for sure.
0: So, but I think like for people who don't have that at home, I think they just have to seek it out. You know, they have to get into groups where they're going out sketching or drawing or playing music or whatever, just mm-hmm. be surrounded by people who do support you just to get that somewhere yeah. so that you can, it can exist and that it is, you know, and just remind yourself, like, everywhere you look, anything you touch, anything you hear, pretty much, is, is from an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you're a movie, If you're, if, that's, hundreds of artists, if you're watching a movie or seeing a play, if you're yeah. listening to a band play, the are artists, the chair you're sitting in while they're playing made by an artist, right. you know, like it's all around you. Mm-hmm. So it must be okay and people must be getting paid because we couldn't certainly have all this stuff around us from people who worked for free. That's free right.
1: Out. So, you know, and I have a job, I get a paycheck. That's it. So, yeah. It'd be mm-hmm. great. Uh, I hope that becomes more commonly known because I still, you know, I hear from creative friends, you know, who who got that messaging of it's not a real job, it's a hobby, which it, it's not factual, it's not true. And it's very disheartening if you get that a lot to have to fight through that. Um, so I hope that becomes more more normal, which is why I love Kathy Heller's, you know, don't keep your day job just flips that on its head. Um, yeah. yeah. Totally does. Yeah.
0: Totally. And I think you'll just be so much more successful if you're doing something that you enjoy because you'll actually have that everything that is ever really great or that you do really well, it's always this little element of just a little bit more effort. I think people think it's like this massive amount of effort, but I've noticed it's just a little bit more effort Mm. is what makes the difference. Mm. And it's a little bit of effort applied over time, right? Like not, you know, all in one jump or whatever, but you know. You're you're working a little later on your projects. You spend more time on them in college. You, you perfect them. get them done. You get an, an extra lesson or extra coaching or whatever it is that you do um, that you need. And um, if you're not loving what you do, you are not going to do that little bit of extra because that little bit of extra will seem like this much extra, and you're just not going to want to tackle it. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think you're going to as great as you know you could be if you were doing something you really
1: loved yeah and what a better way to spend your life as well like because we spend most of our time working or pursuing our thing whether it's being a housewife or or anything else you know you want to be like what a shame to not enjoy that and to only you know blow off steam on the weekend or something which is such a relatively small proportion of your life um yeah especially if you then have kids and you don't even have any time on the weekend to blow off stage. So it's just like constant. Um. Yeah.
0: And then, Oh, a friend of mine who is an artist, but she didn't pursue it as a career. Um, her issue she has, a, she's at work is she has nothing in common with her coworkers. So she has no friends at work. So she doesn't even have that social aspect at work. And I think that's one of people do not think of. Yeah. All of a also you're going to be common with, with you.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's tough too.
1: And these are messages to give kids as well. Like, it's like similarly, I, I thrived at school because I was doing all the music and it was all there because it was built into the system. But then when you leave, you, like, you need to find afresh people who you have stuff in, in common with. But it's personality and interests. And that's not going to happen like, all the time. You need to go and find the people with the similar interests and then find the ones that you click with, personality-wise... And that's when you, like, start a business together or whatever, like, you know, in a garage. Like, that's what happens all the time when you have those people around. Um, Mm -hmm. You enjoy something and it just kind of, yeah. From what lights you up, from where you get your enjoyment, that energy leads to just, yeah, the thing. And it'd be great. Like, I I want that for everyone. And there's just, there is so much resistance. Like, it's so, it's so common. Like, that movie 17 again, if you remember. Did you see that Mm -hmm. movie? Yeah slightly different because he he his girlfriend gets pregnant so there's you know there's a bit of a you know story there but just that typical presentation of someone who goes to work they're miserable and then they then they're not very nice to their wife or their kids and they're just like Ugh. it's like this is your one life yep you only get
0: one only and get it's one. never too late to start on a different path either you know you can always give yourself permission yeah. and even if you feel like you can give yourself the permission of a hobby because sometimes even that is overwhelming to people because they don't feel like they have that time mm. at the end of the day to do something for themselves. But they should they should really set aside the time to do at least as a hobby. Mm. And then make, you start a Etsy shop mm. or maybe you start uploading some music onto um, Apple Music or, you know, you just kind of slowly play it out. And maybe you decide you never want to do it for anything except for a hobby because you just want to keep it for yourself. And just want to be free of judgment, just mm. do your own thing, and that's fine too, mm. but um, yeah, people at start like finding a way to just whittle away a little bit of time to their own their own thing, yeah, and, and even if it's just a little bit here there, you know
1: and I think it's excited. perceived either as a waste of time or selfish or but it's so healthy if you spend. Anytime doing something you love, like art for its own sake, is just wonderful.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And do you do you surround yourself I mean obviously you have work, but in your like personal life, do you have like your either like who are your core group of friends? You know, like you're the five people you spend the most time with, all that sort of thing. Do you are they art art people or are they are they other the mums or how do you how do you find it? Do you do you have a lot of mum friends who are in, in the creative arts?
0: You know what? I do. I have a, like a mix of everything because I have my friends from work and I have a lot of core friends that we just stayed together. We started an animation together and we're still together, nice. still friends. And then um, I have friends that I'm in college that were our friends, still have. And then I have um, some friends from like grade school that were just – just Friends, because we're friends, yeah, and yeah, so it's kind of a mix, it's kind of good, yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice to have those like people around at least somewhat in your group that relate to your life and what's going on with it, and, like understand, and, like get it, yeah. But it's nice to, um, have a mix, yeah, you know,
1: so yeah,
0: all of them are supportive, whether they're artists or not, so good. that's the nice
1: thing. That's good people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, amazing, but
0: um. I wouldn't have lasted, I don't think, with anyone who wouldn't have been. I
1: would have weeded them out. But <laughs> well, see, you're so wise. You you, you are, you know, nature and nurture is, is hard to sort of separate, but you've either just naturally got a lot, a lot of wisdom in there, and then, you know, your upbringing and everything. That Just this whole, I mean, this takes people a long time to figure out, you know, weeding people out, or, you know, you, you are the sum total of the people who you spend, like the five people you spend the most time with or whatever. That's just... It's such good wisdom that I just don't feel many people have, you know, just like you've got a lot of self awareness I think right of what's
0: yeah, so yeah, I guess I take it for granted, but yeah, you're right, I don't think about it as yeah I don't think about it that much,
1: no, and you had and you had a fairly straightforward journey into it, which is mm-hmm. yeah, it's actually because i i haven't really um i I haven't really spent much time talking to someone who who had who's had a straight path and enjoys no. it and but is also really self-aware i know i've had friends who had a straightforward path like like i had the long journey around figure it out okay how do i get a career you know performance anxiety all this okay fine now i've got it but then i really appreciated it because i knew how special it was that i got that i got to have this career Whereas, whereas people who I spoke to who had a straightforward path would either take it for granted or be jaded or just like not have a lot of joy. Um, Because I think they didn't know what they, they didn't know what they, they don't know what they've got. I'm like, don't you see what we're doing here, people? Don't you see where we are and what we're like, (laughs) Wow, you know, but I can't say that out loud because they'll just think I'm an idiot. You know, I just keep it in going and they're just like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, you don't get it.
0: I do know people like that, and um, yeah, I think it's because I'm always thinking about it to myself. I always think like, I was just be randomly sitting at my desk working, and then I'm like, seven-year-old me would be freaking out right now. Right. <laughs> so because I did, it was hard. It was hard to get into the industry. I really worked hard to do it okay. and to get in to get my place. And then the job that I'm in, it's very competitive. So whenever I'm, I've, I. Trying to get jobs that they didn't get, dream jobs that they wanted. Okay. Um, I've I've been rejected a bazillion times. So every time someone says yes to me and allows me in on the project, it's like I'm so grateful to be here. You know. Yeah. And I do know people who do take it for granted. You know that do like complain a lot and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, oh, just you know, it's easy to complain, but you never know what's going to happen. a sudden you're going to go oh, what was I thinking?
1: Right. You know? So, um... I, I think it's good for people to hear about the rejection. I don't think there's enough talk, or I think it's great to hear, you know, when you have success, when you have these good jobs, that there is all this rejection alongside it, and that doesn't mean you're no good. It's, you know, mm-hmm. a million reasons why you might be rejected, and it's just, like, part of it. But um, yep. how did you, how did you handle that? Like, did you know rejections a part of it? Did someone tell you for every one job you get, you'll be rejected for ten? Like, did you have any framework for that? Um,
0: I guess it was just kind of generally like taught to us in, in animation school because all those people are professionals and they just know and they just tell you this is going to happen. This is what you have to do. But it still is really hard when it happens. And I had that time where so I was just like sobbing for two days. Like, you know, it just felt like I could never try again. And then there was a period after I had the twins and I took some time off because it's just too hard to work with two babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I went to go back in, it was like, um, you know, like kind of, we're kind of coming out of the recession, not a lot of jobs, stuff like that. So it was like very difficult. And all of a sudden I was like, I was so freaked out. I couldn't even apply for a job. I was like, I can't even go. I can't even apply for one. I was like, I'm not going to be able to because we have to, usually take tests. So it's like a full 48 hour work week. You know, you're putting in on this test and I have my husband who was at work all day and two weeks. So it was like, how am I going to even do it? And then I'm like, I probably like, you know, gotten rusty and all this stuff. And I just couldn't apply. Mm. So what I had to do was, Oh, this is a story. Oh my God. So I decided that, um, I had gone to a, a talk at the, um, The motion picture, like, health clinic, they would have different people come in and speak. And I forget what the topic was. I think it was, like, stress or something like that. And I was like, okay, I need that. And and the guy who talked was a hypnotist. And I was like, that's what I need. And he was great. So I, I made an appointment with him, and it was, like, it was a month away. And I was, like, so desperate because I was so, like, just, you know, just... Dark and twisty in my head. I was like, you just need to see this guy so bad. So finally the day comes, it's my appointment. I have my sister come over to watch them so I can go to this appointment. Um, I live in the San Fernando Valley. The doc this office is the hypnosis' office is in Beverly Hills in like this fancy building, right? So I am rushing out the door and it's summertime. And I have this habit of like, I won't drive with like certain types of shoes on my feet. I'll drive barefoot yeah. because I'm afraid. I'll catch the pedal or whatever. So I have all my stuff together, throw it in the car. I'm driving. I'm on. I think I see where this is going. (laughs) Yes, yes. Freeways in the world. And I'm getting, I'm looking at, you know, the time and everything. I'm I'm just going to make this appointment. And then all of a sudden, I decided to to look down at the passenger side for my shoes. They weren't there. (laughs) Oh, no. And I was like, crap, what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, I have socks, <laughs> so <I'm> like in my head, like something on my feet, right? So I'm like, crap! I cannot miss this appointment. I have waited this whole month, right. and I can't even stand myself anymore. Oh my god! So I start so to get out of the car. I'm going through this building that is so fancy. It has one of those desks with the guard guy. And this I'm is like Pretty to, Woman. See me? I'm looking at the directory for the hypnotist's name, and it's not there. So then the guy at the desk comes up because he sees me looking. He's like, "Can I help you?" And I was like, I'm like, okay, not only am I in here barefoot but I'm gonna have to tell him I'm looking for the hypnotist
1: office. <laughs> you look like a crazy <laughs> peasant.
0: <person. laughs> it yes. get upstairs and now this floor has another fancy lobby oh and there's another person at a desk and then all these offices around. So you you tell that receptionist and then she calls the office to bring them up to come get you right? And so I'm sitting there, and it's this big thing, and there's this way back in the corner, there's this chair, and there's kind of like a full table. So I, I tuck myself way right back, and I tuck my tuck feet your Tuck your
1: feet.
0: Oh, my gosh. He comes out, and he's like looking for me, looking for me. I'm like, oh, I'm over here, so he comes to get me. I go in with him to the office, and I was like, he has not looked at my feet. Yep. God, he hasn't looked at my feet. And then I'm in there and talking to him, trying to answer his questions and everything, and all of a sudden, I was like, I started laughing. And he's like, what? Well, I'm like, I just can't, I can't hold back anymore. I just have to tell you that like I forgot my shoes and I'm, it like sucks today. Like, and that's all I can think about. I can't pay attention to at all. He was laughing so hard. And then it's like, that's a first. I'm like, yeah, I was so frazzled to get here. Oh my god. And I was so tired. Kids And I was late, and I was rushing, and I just forgot my shoes, and I didn't want to cancel. And then it was so funny, like, and then as he's going through the thing, but I've calmed down because I've, like, gotten the elephant out in the room. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he starts to laugh. And I was like, what? He's like, it just occurred to me. He's like, I was wondering why you were sitting back in that chair. Like, no one ever sits back there. He's like, you were trying to hold your feet. I was like, yeah. So, and it was the best thing to that, that experience, like the, the hypnosis, it worked phenomenal. It was great.
1: And and that was for stress? It
0: was for just my confidence to, yeah. to oh. uh, start
1: applying for the again. Incredible. I, um, I, so I, did
0: that one, I had that one problem at one time and right. I had to like, I, I had to solve it. So
1: that's, yeah. that's great. I, um, I found hypnosis just earlier this year and have done done a few um, and it's a guided one so I've paid for like a year-long access to this of course this sort of program and and there's all sorts of I'll send it to you actually if, if you're interested um, not that it sounds like you need it um, but which is great um, oh, I always do good for you no, no no it's really interesting and there's a free one which you might be interested to do so it's guided so it's got really good um, music that's just not annoying and very it's, – it's good because uh, I thought that's going to be a problem, you know. Um, but – and then it it's really – it's a really good guided hypnosis and then there's – so there's that free one and then there's heaps of them. So you go and, like, work on childhood stuff. Good for me. Future – so the free one is called – is the clarity exercise. So it's about seeing yourself in a year, five years, ten years, like – and just – so your subconscious, right, comes forward because you're in that theta state of – what you really want, what you really can see for yourself without the sort of conscious mind blocking it in any way. Um, oh. I, was inc- I was so incredible. The, the, that was good for me, but the, the childhood stuff was really great where I really, after years of therapy, tapped into, oh, this is what I needed. Like, there, this is how much love I needed that I didn't get. This is how much support because I got to go in and, and make it up I got to go and see it play out as as I needed, as my five year old needed, that I'd never seen. So I got to see my parents say what I needed and act the way I'm like I didn't I had no idea just how much I needed because there's obviously like shame around oh, you know, I didn't get this or how needy of me at five Uh to need that much love. It was incredible and I'd recommend that to anyone for whatever. Whatever, either past stuff or just, just future, really, you know, knowing yeah. what, just seeing what you want so that we don't limit it at all, you know?
0: Yeah. That's great.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. That's cool. Yeah, I want to check
0: it out. Yeah. That sounds good. It's cool. Um, yeah. Oh, it's wow. really so helpful to get your subconscious out of the way, you know, like, and that nasty voice in your head. I call mine. um, I don't know if you're Patricia like Charlie Brown no. cartoons. I name mine it?
1: Lucy. Oh, <laughs> amazing! So good, so good. And that helps
0: detach her from me because otherwise, yes. your own voice in your head, you can kind of see it as someone else that you could tell to shut up.
1: Yeah, it helps. <laughs> Brilliant, because then you're not being unkind to yourself either. You're not like, yeah. oh, you're not good at this. Of course, you didn't get that job. Shut up, you. What do you know? Like it's each part of you being horrible to the other part. like That's like a double yeah. whammy. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, a friend of mine sent me a picture. She recently bought a T-shirt with all the Charlie Brown characters walking across like Abbey Road, which was really cool. So they were all just kind of walking across the... It was really good. Um, but yeah, I, I recently, with, like with the hypnosis for me, I was able to have my inner voice, because it's automatic, right? It just like comes in, and like if you're aware in tune, like you notice it and you can say things back. But mine started coming in and saying, "I'm really proud of you. You're doing really well." And I went, "Who said that? What? That's
0: awesome! Mm-hmm. I have never had that. That's awesome."
1: Then maybe go and do the That's hypnosis. That's the next level, right there. Yeah, couldn't believe it. I'm like, "What just happened now?" And I and I know it's because I went in and redid a story that I needed in my childhood. Where I gave I gave myself what I didn't get, so that five year old's like, it's bit, she's been loved, like she's been she oh. got what she needed. I've never had that in my life. That's
0: amazing. I'm getting like all teary eyed for you. That's oh, so phenomenal. thank you. oh my god, I love
1: it. I mean, love it. And everyone deserves themselves to be kind to themselves and not to be horrible. Um, yeah. yeah. Because, we I mean, obviously, we, we're horrible to ourselves the way we wouldn't be to a stranger, let alone a friend. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You would never say it. I don't know what about it being internalized in your head makes it different. It's weird. Mm. But we should be trained as kids not to, to do
1: that. Well, yeah, or to have a different thought. Because it does, it does happen. There is that that—that thing going on. But just to change what it says, absolutely. Oh, if everyone got that as a kid, I know it would be automatic because of, of my experience. Um which should be cool but yeah. yeah
0: yeah it's the strangest like self-preservation tactic that humans have it's so bizarre yep because it's safe but it's just not
1: that's it because we're not There's no... <laughs> because we're not we're not running from a lion anymore like we're not in danger so we we have we've got too much time and 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 other things going on our brain is still looking for danger and it will find it and it, and it will make it up kind of really um, yeah what's wrong here something has to be wrong like let's just make you know just to keep us all alive it's like we're fine stop it yeah yep yeah um, alright tell me about your podcast and where people can find you so about um, your podcast first and what, it, what it's <laughs> called and everything
0: oh okay um, my podcast is called Let's Design a Life of Joy and it's going to be on all the platforms and it should be up in January, yep. um, January. I'm like wavering between the ninth and the 10th, but it will be up there. Um, and I'm doing it with my twin sister. Ah! So mm-hmm. because I'm interested in the fact that, um, like when people come to my house, there is like, it's so playful and it's so happy and it's so fun. and You know, like I wish my house could be like that. And, um, you know, I've heard it so many times. Wow. And my sister thing, her house is she's got it so well put together and so pretty. And we just say, like why don't we just like tell people how to do it? Because a lot of it is not hiring a decorator yeah. or anything why. There's a lot that's tied to um, joy just in the way things are arranged or just in the way that your environment is kind of health Mm. like our brains give us the reward of joy and happiness when we see order and we see um harmony Mm. so if you can implement that into your home and just get some tips on how to just lay it out better organize it better the consideration of the shapes of things you buy like this chair for example it's got rounded rounded corners on it Mm -hmm. it's it's a much friendlier design and shape. And yeah sure it's gray, so maybe not the most cheerful color. Yep. But I have, you know, like, I have colorful pillows behind me. Right. And um, then I can change it out how I want. Right. You know, and I, um, I'll put collections of pictures together on the wall instead of just one picture. Because it's just, it's more abundant and it's more um, joyful looking when you see all these colors of all these things place together kind of in harmony mm. um, and just like if if people could pay attention to symmetry pay attention to the type of light bulbs they put in their house and mm. not those daylight blue LEDs mm-hmm. I think lighting stuff be hard and people don't understand it mm. because they always used to buy a light bulb in a box and you look you screw it in and it's done right but Nick it's not the case they come in all different colors and tones and you have to make sure that it's a nice, warm lighting, mm. that it's easy on your eyes, that it's not all a bunch of bright overhead light, that it's task light and ambient light, and there's just little things you can do to really fix up your house wow. and little projects you can do to really transform the way things are because if you come home and you see flatter everywhere, even if you're used to it,
1: oh an totally. end
0: that, and it will drain your attention, whereas I... Tidy up at night before I go to bed. My desk is neat. I feel it's distracting to have all that other yeah. stuff going on. I know I'm aware that my attention's pulled there, and I think a lot of people don't realize because it's on a subconscious level. Yeah. And when they come over, they just don't even know why they like your space so much. And it's like it's not like I have tons of money to buy fancy furniture and stuff. This chair is from IKEA. You yeah. Know? Um, this lamp behind me is from my camera. Look how cute it is. Oh, I'd love to black.
1: see. Yeah, I was going to say, please. Oh, my gosh. Look at the um, Mickey Mouse. Are you able I to... like oh, it. Oh, are you kidding? I, uh, can you... Um, can you... Are you able to lift up your laptop and, and get me into yeah. that? Yes. I got it at Disneyland a few years back. I got to do it so there's no light hitting it. Yeah, no, that's tough. What is I it? It's like a cute... Oh, uh, there I go. I love go. The, I love how you've got the white border and then the black as well. It really yeah, it it,
0: came that way and, and with the mat and then I just had to get a frame for it. Yeah. And then there's a little duck one that, that goes the same type of style that kind of goes along with it. But it, um Are you able yeah, to do I'll it? send you a and I'll I'll look up the artist for you, I'll send the information. Can you do a three
1: can you do a three sixty of your room? Are you able to spin your laptop around or like do if it's clean? Yes. Like if it's clean enough? Yes.
0: Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. I keep it tidy. So just so I can TV see cabinets. Yeah. The the china cabinet I need to paint. Okay. Um, I want the, the dining chairs. What color?
1: Um, what color do you want to paint oh, the di- the cabinet?
0: I'll probably paint it black to match, but I'll do wallpaper in the back.
1: Oh, I love to, wallpaper.
0: Uh, top, like it's like a floral print or something. Yeah. And then here's like my entryway, and I have this extra lamp here to for So
1: interesting! Lamp. Wow. Well, I
0: see. You see the collection? I, I yes, I I'm do. All over my paint. So there's like a little cuckoo clock. And there's a little painting I did on wood. Oh. And then there's a bunch of things that other artists have done and a little um framed um oh, what do you call silhouettes of my kids? Yeah. So yeah. amazing. A little mirror with the candle things. I need to get those battery operated candles for that. Mm. But um and then and you know, go? plants and stuff. Yeah. And
1: yeah,
0: that's my room. It's <laughs> very it's intentional. So, yeah, but I try to keep everything kind of symmetrical. But enough variety that it's not stagnant, you know, mm. and, and a little bit of fun elements and stuff around, so. Nice. Yeah, so. Wow. And mostly just because it's, you know, order, like you saw, there's nothing fancy in here, but it's, you know, it's all got its place in it. Yeah. It's, um, and then that gives you room to play and do a little funky thing here and there.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so. Nice. Um, yeah. Are you inspired- I love your
0: red fireplace.
1: Oh, thank you. So, look, I've moved recently, and I'm um, uh-huh. sort of painting. So, I've like painted this wall, and then so I've got all these chairs. So, I've painted this. It needs another coat. So that's it's it's a fuchsia kind of thing, and then
0: is that, is that an old fireplace? It looks really old. It's
1: neat. It it is old. So I've got I've got four fireplaces here, except one's been converted to ah. a cupboard. But so I've painted them all. Um, like, different things, so I've got, so this is all, like, Facebook marketplace, you know, furniture, um, huh? I, I haven't finished painting, sorry, that's bright, the, the wall, so I'm, like, not quite finished, huh? but I love this. Wow. oh, that's great. As well, yeah, so, um, I'm getting there, I, I'm painting, I'm painting walls, like, different colours, like, different rooms, different colours, mm. um, and so, like, my music room is all, at the moment, it's, like, a, like a medium pale blue. Um uh-huh. and but I've also got some yellow. I started yellow on one wall near my piano and then I went blue over here and it's kind of patchy and then there's just the, the white that was there between and then like a string of lights. And I'm like, I'm leaving it. I love this. And then two paintings that friends have done. It's just all cre- I I want it to all just be creative, freedom, fun, uplifting, joyful, uh, but I have loads of clutter loads of stuff and I'm sorting through it slowly. Got it, you know, give away clothes, give it you know, just papers that I surely I don't need these. Just stuff. Yeah. Um it just takes a bit of time unless you devote like a week to it. Um Yeah just pick a pile to
0: like go through every week and just go through a pile. Yeah. Um and it's such a great feeling when you're done and you've finished it it's so neat. Yeah. So um, that's one thing, like, um, you know, the whole Marie Kondo method. Everyone that's right. It's like yeah. minimalism and getting rid of everything. It's not. What it is is she has you whittle everything down to only things that spark joy. Yes. And so... Um,
1: I love her the, book. I love her yeah, book.
0: Remember, you're just clearing away so you can see only the things that give you joy. And it you can still have a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: It just has to all have meaning to you and yeah. all be like really joyful yeah. and not just like
1: And that's not that's not clutter then. That's stuff that you've got that you love. Exactly. And if you've got something that you, you're saving or I can't get rid of this or this is special, then it should be on the wall in a frame. It should be up. Like you don't honor it by having it in the back of a closet. Like I love how she talks about they're they're almost like they're alive. And when and the guilt I remember not being able to give things away because I bought them and they were expensive, but they didn't quite fit properly. And I knew that. And you, she's like, you say, thank you. You brought me joy. When I bought you, you fulfilled your purpose for me. Thank you for the the excitement I got when I bought you. Hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Like completely different to this was a terrible decision. I can't get rid of this. I've got to keep it in my closet. Cause I'm an awful person for spending that much money on something that didn't fit properly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not true. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, but you're
0: on the. Ra- sorry. You're on the right track because it looks great.
1: <laughs> oh well, thank you. Yes, bit bit by bit, absolutely. Um, and it's fun, and it's tactile, and it's enjoyable, and it, you know, it's it's giving me joy to just to to just be painting it, and not to pay someone else to paint it, and get the fulfillment from just the the hard labor, really. You know, working with my hands, kind of, and seeing the result. Yeah,
0: then you own it.
1: Right, (laughs) that's it. Yeah, there's satisfaction there for sure. Um, And just quickly as a last question, what made you want to start the podcast on this? Is it because you had so many people say, "What, like a joyful space you have, and you want to share that with other people who are clearly not getting that?" Yeah, yeah.
0: I think your house should rise to meet you. And um, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be big. You don't have to own it. You, there, like, there's no rules. Mm. It just should be all about what you like and feel safe and feel orally, and you should be you should feel proud of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, shoot, some of my stuff, like you said, Facebook Marketplace. I have, like, a little writing desk that I got from there. Like, it doesn't have to be something that you paid for that, you know, to love it. No.
1: Um,
0: yeah, Just um, just make sure that it's just something that you love
1: yeah so yeah. yeah amazing good so um and that's just it going to be design a life of joy do you have are you do you have a facebook group yet is there anywhere that you can be found
0: i just started um at instagram yep so it's let's design a life of joy that's it no spaces yep no special just, just let's design a life of joy fantastic so, and well. then um uh, once I get rolling with some projects, I'll post the visual stuff on there so you can actually see what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, oh, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'll definitely be. That, I, I need it. That's inspiring. <laughs> yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: All right. Well, thank you for talking. That was great. Oh, thank you for It was fun. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'm inspired. I'm going to, um, I've got a, a, like, a few things I'm supposed to do, but the first thing I'm going to do, I think is finish painting a room um yeah, so okay.
0: yeah <laughs> sounds great it's gonna be beautiful i want to see when it's done
1: done fine good I'll, I'll send you some photos uh yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i was gonna be fun to fill the walls yes gonna have a blast
1: yes thank you <laughs> cool yes. all right so lovely to meet you and talk that was great great talking to you too
0: yeah bye
1: angela. bye well that was very fun lovely to talk to angela gilman if you want to follow her on instagram it's let's design a life of joy and thank you so much for joining me the sound on this uh podcast is going to improve very very soon possibly from the next episode or else the one after that Um, just figuring this out as i go building the wings as i fly the plane but that's really the message of this podcast anyway Get out there, do it, make a big old mess, finger paint your way through this one life that you have. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week.